This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the good word, everybody? Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends at OG's. OG's Flavoring Fridays is here. Check them out. OGbrands.com, our favorite cannabis-infused gummy right here in the Valley. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's my co-host to my right. Bo Brock, Damon Dog, behind the mic here on a football Friday. Lots to talk about especially considering we're flush with cash in Arizona. <laughs> Check out the Cardinals, baby. Right. Up, upwards of over $50 million, thanks to the NFL bumping up the salary cap, Bo. Oh, money, please. Yeah, that's what, the, uh, that's what all 32 teams were asking for the NFL, and man, did they deliver. $30 million from 2023 to 2024. Tons of cash to spend for most franchises, including the Arizona Cardinals, and uh, look, it's 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 fantastic, especially on the heels of the general manager for the Arizona Cardinals confirming yeah. what we've all speculated that they're going to be active in free agency and they're going to have more money to spend and they're going to have you know you can already start to kind of look at all the draft capital they have and you've got that little nest eggs you know set aside and you still got you know upwards of forty five million dollars in cap space to use and then you can create a little bit more. You're set. And Austin kind of alludes to a sub bullet to this whole thing. Michael Bidwell was on local radio today, basically saying like, hey, despite what you guys may conceive privately, like we're going to be aggressive. We're going to have the resources to go out there and make moves. Mm-hmm. And that kind of doubles down on what Austin Ford said. And, and what we've known for some time is they have to address the meat of this roster and they're going to, they're going to be aggressive. Like I, there was always kind of this false narrative and Michael Bidwell has his own set of flaws. Right. And we know that and they've been exposed, frankly, the last 18 months, but what you can't saddle him with is somebody that wasn't willing to spend money in free agency. Steve Kime, every year he was here, Cardinals were right up against the cap. It's, you know, you can hate Kime. You can, uh, not many people love him, but like the Cardinals were active in free agency upwards until the end of his tenure. They were out there spending money, just maybe not on the right set of players. Austin Ford is going to be given that grace. They have now upwards of $50 million. Cue the graphic, Damon Dog. And on top of that, they can make a couple moves like releasing DJ Humphreys, which we're told on this show will happen to saddle themselves with even more cap space. That's just one move they can make, Bull Brock, to bump themselves from $55 million to $64 million for this offseason alone. 
And I think that's the sweet spot, right? Like if you get upwards of 70, 80 million dollars of of cap cash, it's almost like you can't even spend that. That that's a ton of money, right. especially when you look at the fr- the fool's gold that free agency often presents. Like it it very like very few of the players that make pro bowls or have, you know, seasons that are deemed pro bowl quality, mostly just like statistically and in perform at a high level, I'm not saying about just like the honor itself but guys that had good seasons, they very rarely came from the previous free agent market. It just doesn't right. happen that often. So um, you, you want enough money to, to retain your players, re-sign some guys, but also go out there and try to fill a couple holes. And I think that that's how they're going to go about it. And this is, this is plenty of money to make, to, to do some damage on, on a roster that desperately needs uh, an infusion of talent. And you couple it with, the uh, with the, the the draft capital that they have there. I mean, this is Michael Bidwell is not he's not Bill Bidwell. He's not he's not no, a guy not. that would tighten up the purse strings and try to bleed out every dime, especially roster wise. Like you can look around the, the facility, you can look at the organization as a whole, and maybe they pinch pennies. But as far as spending money to improve the roster, albeit like it it probably was misguided as far as their approach to it. They still spent, and they will spend, and I think the misconception—that's a big misconception out there—that uh, the that Bidwell won't open up the checkbook or give Monty Austin for it the credit card. Like before, you it's had a reckless game. spender. You got a you had a reckless spender in Steve Kime. I mean, it was college student with his parents' credit card. They were going doing a Target run. They were hitting up a couple uh, drive-through. Um, you know, uh, alcohol stops, and then you know they're they're fueling whatever uh, whatever party was going on that night. Yeah, and then you you've got Monty Osford, who's more like a CPA. Like he's he's he knows how he's going to invest and reinvest this cap space. Uh, so number one, lazy narrative to say, well, the Bidwells don't spend in free agency. Michael's always done that. You want to fault him for the lack of upgrades to the facility and the locker rooms and all that stuff, charging players for money. That's fair game. But like the tangible dollars that we're exposed to from our friends at OverTheCap.com and a bunch of other sites, like Cardinals were consistently in dead money hell because they'd spent money to try mm-hmm. to fix the holes of the roster that weren't, you know, answered in the NFL draft. Here's something also very important to keep in mind. They're going to spend money this offseason, and a lot of it is going to defer to future offseasons, right? They can front load some, but you sign a player this year to a three-year contract, it's a good chance that maybe the first year of their deal is lesser than years two and three. Well, guess what? The Cardinals have $151 million in cap space projected for next year. Let me repeat that. Only the Patriots and the Lions have more. The Patriots are projected 190 because they have no good players. And the Lions 161. And they're going to extend a bunch of guys. Amon Ron company like Jared Goff's going to get a new contract. Then it's the Cardinals at 151. So it's not just this singular offseason. And they'll probably roll money back over. So to the people who are like, well, yeah, they've got $65, $70 million potentially, but you can only get a couple starters for that. That's hogwash. They're they're going to sign. (laughs) I I would imagine they're going to sign upwards of five to seven notable free agents, like free agents that you know. I think that they're going to, over the course of, not like right away, but over the course of March to June – a couple players on offense and a hell of a lot more on defense because they have to, because you can't sit back and say we're good enough at defensive line or left guard or whatever. So 
That money's mm-hmm. going to come from somewhere, and it's and it's going to come from the future years. The financial commitments for this team or lack thereof next year, it's staggering. Here's who it is for the most part. Guys who are making good money on second or third deals for the Arizona Cardinals in 2025. Kyler Murray, ever heard of him, have, has a cap hit of less than this year, only $45 mm-hmm. million. DJ Humphreys will be gone, right? He's got a cap hit of $22 million. Then it's Jalen Thompson at $13 million. Buddha is gone in this scenario. And then you know who it is? The rookie class from 2023. So, again, 151 is not even, even equating to the money they're going to get back from DJ Humphreys. That's going to be even more. So I the financial commitments that this team has not made yet, like give it due time. It's coming, and it's coming here in the next several weeks. Yeah, and like Zayvon Collins isn't part of that as well. I mean, because no. we saw the numbers with the salary cap being set. They set a couple other um, financials this offseason as far as what the franchise tag is going to be for each and every position and then what it would cost to pick up uh, at certain positions the fifth-year option on the 2021 first-round draft picks. And Zayvon Collins, uh, as a linebacker, without making any pro bowls. And, and I guess there's, there's a difference between, I guess he didn't hit the criteria for playing time, even though he played 98% of his second season at the linebacker spot as, yeah. as their Mike. Um, I guess he's just going to be right around still over $13 million. Doesn't seem like that's investment. The Arizona Cardinals want to make. So you can take that off the books. I mean, it doesn't mean that he's not going to be with the organization and that there's not going to be an attempt to keep him, but it's not going to be via the fifth year option. It's just the Arizona Cardinals continue like the house cleaning continues. I mean, when you have 53 man roster and it's just littered with players that were overdrafted and never were, weren't at premium positions and weren't guys that were worthy long-term investments that could consistently be on the roster to help you win um, I, they, they're just, they're cleaning house and they're making way for players that they're going to draft and develop that can do so. Like you talk about the next wave is going to be just last year's draft class. And then you can incorporate this year's draft class, which as it stands right now includes two first round picks. So the Arizona Cardinals are going to be in good standing financially going forward because there isn't this like desperation of, we are never rebuilding. We're always retooling because with that and, and just building a team on the fly and trying to fill holes throughout that entire time is, is a team without a plan is a team that's making mistakes and, and they pay for them in the long term. So I, I just, you got to really appreciate where Monty is right now. And I, 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 I'm going to push back a little bit though, Johnny, I don't think it's going to be, like six or seven guys. I, I think it's I oh, really I would say I would say like three to four quality name recognizable brand names, I guess. And then guys that Monty Osford did his homework on. I, I think six or seven. Well, I would include like guys. one year flyer guys too that that might make decent money for a year. I, okay. I think that includes one year guys. But take this into consideration. Do you know how many players they have under contract after this season? Take a guess how many like players 18, they have. right? Yes, they have 18 players. Yeah. And all most of that is Kyler Murray. And I just guessed that. I was year. just guessing. It was, I, Take I, off DJ Humphreys. It'll be 17 <laughs> players. It's like the Starling Thomases and Elijah Higgins of the world, too. Like that. Yeah. It's the undrafted guys. They have 17 players under contract. Right. It's a 53-man roster. Well, yeah. look, they have, they have 17 and potentially – 
13 draft picks. That's 30. Oh, everybody's telling me they're not going to make all those picks. Though. No, I know. And, and they would be foolish to do that, but also in the form of players that are going to be on contracts beyond just this year. That's all I'm saying. We'll keep track. I'm saying, you're saying, uh, we'll just do an over-under. I'm saying over five free agent signings. Not like Dirt McGurk. Well, this is, like is, is going to be tough know. to police. This is going to be tough I'll, to I'll police. Because, it. I'll police it. I'll put yeah. a tracker together. You're going under five, and I'm going over five. Let, no, here, here, we'll make it easy. Okay. Okay. That is easy. Here, no, I'm going to make it easier for you. Okay. In the audience, because they're like, what the hell are you guys talking about? If the Arizona Cardinals, and, and as it stands right now, Brad Spielberger and the great people over at uh, PFF, they have 200, 200 free agents, their top 200 list. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals, I, I think we need to narrow it down to top 150. You're going to say that they're going to they're gonna sign now, seven and the one, top 150. So no, I, how far no, are we it's, I said five to seven free agents. Of note over Hold the course on. of the next couple throw of the months. Flag. <laughs> throw on the flag. You didn't That's say right. that. No, hang on. That is Dang, what I what said. What did he say? You can check. This is live. People can check <laughs> the tape from March until like June or July. Uh-huh. They're going to sign five to seven guys that like the audience will know to fill out roster spots. And that would include like an LJ Collier type of signing, a one-year guy. I think you're you're kind of backpedaling. I'm not backpedaling. Yes, I think are. people maybe miscons you hear what you want to hear. Johnny says we're gonna sign seven guys in March and everybody's <laughs> making thirty million dollars a year. That's bullshit. That's not what Why I Why would said. you lead the people astray saying that? I can't believe it. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. All right, I'll make you a bet right now. They are all right, I'll say Are they signing Sion Taki Taki is from the Cleveland yes, Browns. He's the 174th uh, linebacker rated player on PFF's give me, top give me, 200. Give me, give me over five of the top 200 guys. That's fair. I'll take the over of the top 200 guys. Only 32 teams in the NFL. Are they going to sign Taven Bryan, defensive lineman from the Colts, number 197? Austin, I will remind Bo of his mock draft. It. Uh, I still have nightmares about it. Oh, nightmares I, didn't, fuel. I didn't know we were going to hit below the belt here. No, you're Friday. coming after me. You're putting words I mean, in my mouth. Flavor and Fridays, and, and and we're just going to go. You're, people are asking me, is the new Steve Bush saying Bush League, Bush League flavoring Fridays? Jack, I am not a back peddler. How dare you? Uh, I want to get to the super chat. Alex, very uh, generous super chat on a Friday, just so I can get away from Bo for a second. Nine ninety nine. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, boys. Appreciate you. Could the Cardinals convert Kyler's salary into a bonus to help the team in free agency? I definitely think they could, Alex. And, and that's something that, obviously, our graphic didn't take into consideration because I don't, frankly, know if that's on the table or not. But, like, I would imagine, like, the Cardinals have enough money to spend. They could do whatever they want. Like, they're, yeah. they're not in a position like the Saints today that are Frankenstein monstering Derek Carr's bad contract already and doubling down. Like... <laughs> I'd be getting Kyler Murray's guarantee. Put that, load that up now right. before people start popping. Before you got to extend the Trey McBride's of the world, pay him now while while you're not paying anybody else. Well, I mean, but, as far as total 2024 player cost, this is via this is the press release from the NFL. It would be each team would have 329.4 million dollars. Okay, 329. So that's on top of the 255.4 million dollars salary cap. So that includes like. If you have you know, um, incentives, escalators, whatever it may be, so if if Kyler Murray and his representation are willing to uh, convert 
maybe some of his base into some of those bonuses. I, I, I guess it's possible, but what Johnny's saying is down the road, like this is a team and, and they've gone on record several times saying that they're going to be a draft and develop team. Right. And you know, they're, they're one year into their first draft class. They've got their next draft class coming and they have, I'm sure expectations that, you know, at when it comes down to it, going into year four of BJ Ujolari's contract, that they're going to be having and negotiating his next deal. And Paris Johnson going into his fifth-year option year, extending Paris Johnson as their franchise right tackle. And that they start to start, like, numbers will continually rise, right? Um, and I think that if there was ever a, te- a year to maybe kind of bite the bullet, and absorb the $50 million, you know, just over $50 million, which is close to 20% of the card's salary cap, might be this year. But if, if they feel like their salary cap kind of strapped, they could probably work something out with Kyler Murray. Yeah, and I again, like, we've talked about this as a reality too, Bo. Like, is Kyler Murray their quarterback in three or four years? We hope so. But they also, like, what what, what happens if Kyler Murray gets hurt again this year, right? They want to put themselves in a position where – if they ever, God forbid, had had to pivot, they could. They don't yeah. want to be paying the tab on Kyler Murray four years from now if it if it's not working. And again, I'm not saying it's not going to work, but just from a business standpoint, it's like it's smart to pay Kyler this amount of money this year, given the state of the roster. I want to have first world problems like the San Francisco 49ers where everybody hits and Brandon Ayuk and Fred Warner and Debo and McCaffrey and George Kittle. Everybody needs pay. Trent Williams, Nick Bosa is going to get a new contract. Those are first world problems for teams that know how to draft and develop. The Cardinals are aspiring to get there. And then once in a while you can go get a Javon Hargraves and free agency. Cardinals are the furthest thing from that right now. So why not take your quarterback who elevates other people, by the way, and say, okay, we're going to pay you. Just like the Detroit Lions said, we're fine paying Jared Goff. Remember what the Detroit Lions did? They said, we're going to be a draft and develop organization, and we're going to let Jared Goff help our young players, and then when it comes due time, we'll make a decision. Everybody and their mom last year was like, well, the Lions should probably pivot off Jared Goff, get another quarterback. No, mm-hmm. Jared Goff took them to the NFC Championship game, and they're going to give him a new contract as a result. Like Cardinals want to follow those, those same steps, absolutely. Ben, the Cardinals fan, $1.99. How do you guys feel, Bo, about Donovan Peoples-Jones? We like him. We have also been told probably not a target for the team. So we'll break that news on this show right now here on a Football Friday. PHNX Cardinals reporting we do not expect the team to target Donovan Peoples-Jones out of Cleveland, who was coached by Drew Petzine, uh, who Bo and I, I mean, Bo, you brought him up about mm-hmm. a month ago. I thought that was a brilliant move for the Cardinals to potentially target. Not a target, we're told. Right, and it was the simple connecting of the dots. A lot of things that you just said played under Petzing when he was the quarterbacks coach in Cleveland, and he had ties, and he ended up going up to Detroit, where you know Dave Sears, Cardinals assistant general manager's old stomping grounds this previous season, albeit. Um, but it just, yeah, I mean, I'll just trust what you're reporting that that's. They're just not in on him. And, you know, there was, he, he fell out of favor in Cleveland and he wasn't, you know, the same player that he was in 2022 this season. And, you know, that you like the skill set. He's tall, he's fast, but he, something, his, his production fell off a cliff. So uh, Cardinals out on him, but that doesn't mean that they can't reshape this position group uh, this entire offseason. Uh, Otis Driftwood asking, what about Calais Campbell? I think that ship has sailed. I think Calais mm-hmm. Campbell, the, the the folks that drafted him and coached him are long gone. And I think, you know, that 
great person, great human being. I think a, I mean, a, the Hall of Very Good, probably not a Hall of Fame player. I mean, like, you, it's just not, there's just no ties to the people who run the football operations anymore. And that's that's a bad thing for Calais, but that's a good thing for Cardinal fans. They they need new new blood to look at their roster and, and get players that, frankly, that are not in their, you know, early to mid-30s. This organization is on the up and up. Like, I think the direction of it, um, as it's been, the keys have been handed to Monty Awesomefort and Jonathan Gannon, and they are working from the ground level up in, in cleaning up a lot of uh, where this, this, this franchise struggled, right? And they don't need to go out there and bring back a fan favorite just to have something for the hometown fans to cheer on. Like yeah. they, they're in the business of reshaping this roster and fusing it with young talent and moving forward. I think the only way like a Clay's Campbell ever came to fruition, returning and retiring a Cardinal is if he's approaching the regular season kicking off and he hasn't found work yet. Yeah. And they've got their defensive rotation for the most part in working order. And he could be just a, a vet addition to come in and play, you know, 30, 40% of the snaps but he is not going to be a part of, you know, the the rotate. Like if he was what Indomitian Sue was to JG's Super Bowl defense, um, then then that's what I envision. But I don't think that's anybody that they'll approach. You know, first, second, third, fourth, as far as free agency goes. Yeah, I mean, like if he, if he still wants to play, maybe next year, and the Cardinals are loading up for a playoff run, and they need a rotational defensive lineman. But I mean. I would be disappointed if they went into free agency and signed any defensive lineman over 30 years old. And they need they need a marquee prized defensive lineman. And we are working like hell on this podcast to try to figure out whom that may be. Uh, at this point, we do not know. Uh, Z Professor, $2 Super Chat. I don't know if I missed it already, but Zaven Howard. So the Miami Dolphins, I would say standout corner once upon a time. Zaven Howard was released or is going to be released by the team at 31 years old. Bo, he was expensive. They have a lot of people to sign, a lot of mouths to feed in Miami. Ties to Vic Fangio, so immediately you think of potentially what's going on in Philadelphia. Although there's reports maybe they didn't get along, but I, I don't, I don't know yet definitively on if this is a player the Cardinals would target, especially given his age. Talk about the production kind of falling off a cliff. He hasn't played a full season in the last two, but he was a guy that had 10 picks in one season. And then awesome. he, he went, uh, had a contract dispute and it was very public. And it was somebody that, you know, at the time I was pounding the table for the Arizona Cardinals to maybe flip some draft capital to bring in and, and have a true lockdown corner. And it just never, never happened. And, and Miami held on to him and, and paid him a little bit and probably too much. And then you just saw that production fall off cliff. He's had what two picks over the last two seasons and he's yeah. battled injuries. He had a foot injury. Uh, he is right in that ballpark of where Darius Slary was. Slay was like a year younger when he came over from Detroit to, to Philly and kind of had a career resurgence, right? And, and and played at a high level for JG for two seasons before kind of falling off a little bit this season. But I don't know. I think Xavier Howard has a little bit more wear and tear on his tires than Darius Slay did at that time. So I don't think it's it's a perfect comp. So I, I just don't think so. I mean, I think that it really is going to depend on like if if teams are going to aggressively pursue Xavier Howard, where I just don't think the Cardinals would be one of those teams to do that. Yeah, it just it doesn't feel like a fit for them for the reasons you outlined, Bo. And you got to be available to play games too. And, and they they were burned this year on guys like Hollywood Brown who weren't available. And 
anytime you you go into the free agency pool, I think you're looking at a guy's floor, like what's Zayvon Howard's floor, and it's it's pretty rough, right? And you're gonna add a bunch of guaranteed money on top of that. I think that he he respectfully to him, like that's the definition of free agency fool's gold. Like a team like Miami who needs corners, he was a good player for them once upon a time. Like if they're saying, you know what, we're good, we got to prioritize other people, other players. The Cardinals can go get an overachiever at corner that plays every game, that tackles hard, and like a Kendall Fuller, like Steven said in the in the chat, somebody like that, that Gannon can say, you know what, he's going to get burned from time to time, but we know he's a gamer. You know, Zayvon mm-hmm. Howard, to me, just too, too much time on, on the IR, too much time not on the playing field, and th- that's, a, that's a position group we haven't talked about much lately, but it certainly needs a ton of attention. And I, I, they're going to go, you know, head hunting for for a veteran. We've reported like a high price veteran, maybe via a trade that, that they could finagle for a late round pick. And you would say, well, does Zayvon Howard fit that mold? If you could trade a fifth or sixth rounder for him once upon a time, I just don't think he's he's the player that they that they want. But we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, and I mean the Dolphins also part in way with uh, Agba, right? Emmanuel yeah. Agba. It's uh, kind of a defensive end big boy uh his his big sack gaudy sack numbers are a couple seasons removed but he's just hit 30 years old could be 31 but I, I just think you know Miami's they're preparing to retain some of these guys like Christian Wilkins Robert Hunt guys we've mentioned on this show on the offensive and defensive side of the football and they got to clear some space and they're do it by guys that they overpaid for that have kind of outpriced themselves from the organization yeah A lot of moving parts for the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to talk about potentially moving parts ahead of next week's NFL Combine. But before we do that, I want to tell you, you know, I moved once upon a time from uh, the greater Midwest to the desert. And uh, I was on the hunt, Bo, for a financial credit union that was someplace I could trust with my money, with what was most important to me. And I landed on the premier Desert Financial Credit Union, which just so happens to be the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals, because Bo, more, for more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicating and creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community. One of my favorite things about them, they've got locations everywhere, so I can get to an ATM and get my cash when I need it. On top of my checking account, they've got savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit card investment options, and more. Check them out if you're an Arizona sports fan, especially they're rocking the Arizona Cardinal, Red Sea, Visa, debit card. Get yours today. Open up a free checking account online. Show your team spirit. Check them out, desertfinancial.com slash cardinals to get started. Just takes a matter of minutes. Debit cards in the mail after the fact, just a couple days. Again, Desert Financial, the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals, of PHNX Cardinals, and here in the venerable household. Let's reinvest some of that money. Let's try to uh, spend Let's money to it. make money, in the, but not break in the bank with our friends over at Arizona Lottery that has an unbelievable promotion. It's the Arizona Adventure Lottery Tickets, where they've got three different scenic locations, iconic landscapes from our great state, Picacho Peak, Monument Valley, and Camelback Mountain. Johnny, have you hiked Camelback Mountain yet? I have, not recently, but gorgeous, gorgeous. (laughs) Thank you for that. Johnny Venerable says, gorgeous, check it out. Uh, But we've also got uh, those tickets. They're going to get you prizes up to 50 grand, but you can also check in at the geolocated adventures at 10 destinations across the state from Flagstaff to Yuma. Go to azadventure.com for details and directions, or you can enter the tickets online for a chance to win $1 million. 
dollars in cash. We talk about the Cardinals getting a lot of salary cap cash. You can get real cash from AZ Adventure and azadventure.com. For more information you can and how you can take an adventure with a chance to win $1 million cash in Arizona travel prizes, go to that website, azadventure.com. This time next week, we will be live in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. And we found out today, I don't know if we were allowed to report this or not, Marvin Harrison Jr. is scheduled to speak uh, in a week's time. So you know we'll be front row and center for that uh, press conference. Um, John Gannon, Monty Osford. Yeah. (laughs) Was I not allowed to say that? No, you can't. Okay. You can't. Those are all, those are all public, public info. Gotcha. Public for the people here on PHNX Cardinals. Even if it wasn't, I'd still give it to you. Company man, man of the people, Jonathan Gannon, Monty Osford also scheduled to speak on Tuesday. So, you know, we'll be getting you, uh, up to the minute questions, reactions. If you want a question, if you have a question, make sure put it in the chat. What do you want to know from JG and Monty? What I want to know from you, Bob Brock, what are you looking forward to ahead of next week? What do you have your sights set on? I want to see the guys that are willing to put it out there and work out. You know, it's cool to talk to these guys, get the interviews, but I want to see how they stack up against their peers, especially this wide receiver class. You know, we'll see what we get as far as who's going to be participating in what from MHJ to Malik neighbors, to Roma Dunze to the guys that are down the class a little bit and then see some of the freak shows out there, uh, you know, on the defensive line, this offensive line class, especially the tackles. Uh, there's so much. It, it, it seems like it's, it's, Last year on steroids, like last Mm -hmm. year was fun, but this year you got some really, really legit talent and it's going to be on full display and trying to decipher, you know, what their college statistics and their tape tells you. Does it, does it match what they're doing in shorts and spandex at the combine? Does it match what we heard in mobile? So it's just another part of the process. As far as draft season, check this off the box and then it's to pro day season. And then next thing you know, it's NFL draft season. So this is probably the most pivotal part of draft season. No doubt about it. Yeah, I don't know if Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to participate in on-the-field workouts. We haven't gotten that word yet. I'd be interested to see, does Malik Neighbors do it? Maybe just despite those who say that that he's not number one. How about this? So Cody Carpenter on Twitter, uh, draft analyst for um, Roster Watch, put together a big tweet that basically said, why aren't people talking about Malik Neighbors as wide receiver number one in this class, to which our guy Benjamin Albright, and we're going to speak with him early next week, NFL insider saying he is for me. Albright's got Malik neighbors over Marvin Harrison Jr. And he says, I will tell you that with Marvin Harrison Jr., it's 1A, 1B with a lot of people that I talk to. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we believe we've heard the Arizona Cardinals value Marvin over anybody else in this draft. And he's the exception. Um, And then we we also feel like that if if he's not there, they're going to try to trade down and take a tackle. When does Malik Neighbors, can he force the issue? What would it take for Malik Neighbors to come out of the gate and say, you know what, if you pass on me, it's a big mistake? Because I saw ESPN do some comparison, and it's like Malik Neighbors could be Jamar Chase or better. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing? If we're comparing Malik (laughs) Neighbors to Jamar Chase, okay, I guess I'm in. Yeah, I don't even know if Jamar Chase was getting that much run. Um, obviously, he didn't have a, a great comp coming out of, out of LSU, and he ha- obviously sat out his final season uh, to prepare for the draft, and he didn't play in the COVID year after that absolutely stacked LSU team won the national championship, and he yeah. had 20 touchdowns. Um, it's 
No, it, it comes down to it, right? For the Arizona Cardinals, Marvin is the exception to it. And you can say, hey, he's a 1B and Malik Neighbors is so close. But I think the Arizona Cardinals view it is we got this guy we can't pass on and we're willing to kind of bend how we're going to approach building our roster for him. But outside of that, like we we see the tape just as well as you do. Like Malik Neighbors is going to be a problem at the NFL level, but we would much rather build and, and strengthen our, our offensive line potentially with the top tackle in this draft. And I think that they'll just err on the side of their beliefs with, with, with their complete foundation of their organization and their draft and develop strategies based on. Yeah, I I know there's some slander out there for Joe Alt and Greg Cosell basically said he's not strong enough right now. And I've seen mock drafts where Alu Fashnu's dropping to the teens. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And then you've got, you know, the kid out of Oregon State creeping up maybe into the I top. I hope there's 10. a ton of Joe Alt Fashnu slander. I hope, I hope they plummet. I mean, yeah. not for the kids themselves, but like maybe, hell, I mean, Monty's got the draft capital. If you want to get up, if you, if you got up, and selected one of those two players and coupled them with a big-time playmaker like Marv, it's a, that would be unbelievable. I, I'm i going to say this. This is today's February 23rd. I feel the most confident I've felt this entire offseason that Marvin's going to be there at pick four. <laughs> and that might be the kiss of death. I'm sorry if that happens. But I just feel like with all of this, all these nuggets coming about, like how expensive it is to trade up, and these quarterbacks, you can't pass on them. And, you know, if the Patriots do, they, they have to trade down. And other teams want to come up for Drake May, like the Atlanta Falcons are infatuated. Like, I have never felt more comfortable with the three quarterbacks. Wow. Now, is that the kiss of death? Like, we turn around, like, you know, Jaden Daniels gets in trouble or Caleb Williams says something stupid, like, and then so- something happens and it torpedoes everything. But I do very well believe we are, not weeks, not months, certainly, days away from a Justin Fields trade, which checks off one major item on our off our list. We're done. We're good. Caleb Williams goes to Chicago. We feel like the commanders, of course, are going to take a quarterback. It's Cliff Kingsbury and Dan Quinn. Pick your preference, right? And then with the Patriots, it's just like, does that pick get shopped around next week? Yeah. Are they sitting back to themselves saying, yeah, we like – Drake Mayer, Jaden Daniels, enough, but we also like future first, and we are desperate, very desperate. Like our friends at DMVR Broncos, by the way, before the show, put together a trade package with the Cardinals. Yeah. Anybody see this? Did they consult they, you or me on this, by the way? They didn't. They put together yeah. their own trade package, and they said— they knew they what were, our answer was going to be. Right, and they put Hell together no. the trade chart, and it was basically like the Broncos from 12—come up 12 to 4, swapping picks— and then you you get the Broncos first for the next two years in 2025, 2026. And I was just like, that's not enough. <laughs> not because of the trade chart. And people are like, but the nerds were saying, hey, but the tra-, they were doing this. The trade yeah. chart says that it's <laughs> it's an overpay on the Broncos. All the Bronco fans were saying that. I don't care what the trade chart says. The quarterback tax is real. It wasn't real no. last year. It's back and in full effect, baby. And if if the Patriots aren't going to take advantage of that, guess what? It's because they're taking a quarterback. I've never felt more confident Marvin's going to be there now. Damon, can we please remember this day that that Johnny jinxed the Arizona Cardinals' ability to get Marvin Harrison on uh, February 23rd, 35 minutes into the show. You completely torpedoed our hopes and our dreams. Just remember that. And we're going to play it on a loop. This slander, too, about you're going to be the face. You're going to be the face of 
of just ruining people's hopes and dreams for Marvin Harrison. <laughs> I want to be the face. I'll frame that face right now. Show your face. If you think Malik neighbors is wide receiver one, I can't believe that that's a real thing, but I guess yeah. it is. That's fine. The NFL, NFL.com, you know, player directly yeah. right now. It has Malik as, is the top rated prospect. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I like Malik neighbors. Fine. He's a good player. And see, yeah. it's, it's going to come off just like Justin Fields, like we're anti fields. I'm not anti-Malik Neighbors. He's a boss. Wow, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. I just, like, I don't. I he's a top ten receiver. I'm gonna tell you right now, he's not six four, and that like you can play bigger. And Quan Bolden certainly did. What what is Malik Neighbors gonna measure in next week? And as people said, what is he gonna run? You you can't coach somebody to be three or four inches taller, and that by default, fair or not, puts Marvin ahead of him. Yeah, I I don't want to get into Malik Neighbors slander because I'm a big fan of him as a I prospect. Too. I like I I do get the crowd that says he's a one B. I'm not I'm never going to put him one A over Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. Um, but I mean I see the playmaking, I see what he could project it to be, and he's going to be one of those guys that could also push the envelope. Where early in next season he's putting up you know big time highlight plays and big time stats. And you look at, you know, Marvin potentially, and he, he could be steady, right? And, and people are like, oh, did they make the right decision? But I think in the long run, it, Marvin will prove you right. AJ Green comp earlier today of like the floor. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, the floor is a Hall of Fame yeah. receiver. I've seen people say, yeah, you might just be AJ Green. Oh, did you guys watch AJ Green in Cincinnati? He was awesome. He was, he's going probably going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Yeah. He's a, he's a physical. People specimen. forget about AJ Green. I mean, because I, I, they really do. There's been it, the, the wide receiver the last 15, 20 years has been saturated. And it, like yeah. you go from Calvin Johnson to AJ Green to, you know, so, so many of these unbelievable receivers. Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald steady the entire way out. And then, you know, people, Comp him to Larry, and like Larry was just so steady. It didn't matter who was throwing him the football; he was making plays. Uh, Fishbowl Flash m- mentioning today's date is a Johnny Kime special. You guys, you can throw egg in my face when we have our huge elaborate draft party, and if if it's not Marvin Harrison Jr., if he goes to New England, it's going to be tough. And then we'll we will rebound. We we will recover. Mike A saying, whatever happened to those nutsack bald caps you guys were rocking? We have them still. <laughs> yeah. It's not a, not a mock draft today. I don't know if I'm going to bring mine to, to uh, Indianapolis. So yeah, probably. Get, we won't be out there uh, at Monty Austinfort's press conference with our bald Imagine. caps on. Monty to Monty. Oh, man. That's content. <laughs> Johnny with the bald cap on asking Monty a question. He'd be like, get this guy out of here. Where'd Bolo go? Bolo left the show. Let's get to some more of these comments here. Fishbowl Flash saying, Daniel Jeremiah is still getting heat for mocking wide receiver of the Patriots. It just goes against everything. It's just an easy, well, this is the best player in the draft, so we're going to supplement and put him as Bo puts on his ball. Monty, Monty, Monty Austin Ford here, PHNX Sports. Uh, <laughs> do you think you'll pick up the fifth-year option on Zayvon Contracts uh, or, and, and tell us why not? He's giving me like, is that supposed to be funny? Are you supposed to be me? I here's what I'll say about Monty Osborne. He like, he's a very he's a very straight shooter. I don't think he like. This was America. I can't ask a question at a press conference. I thought this was America. As I get escorted out by big two huge, probably big Dom and and the rest of the security staff there. Is Big Dom going to be at the combine? Do we know that, Damon? 
somebody's got to rein in Nick Sirianni. I mean, he's he's a loose cannon. I mean, it's the whole reason the Eagles season went under because <laughs> of Big Dom. So funny and damn near fulfilling that the, as the Cardinals continue to ascend, the Eagles have just completely gone up in flames. It's hilarious. Um, back to my point about Monty Osford. Yeah. I don't think Monty Osford has a sense of humor. And if he does, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm totally okay with that. Because he's, he's he like, I feel like he definitely, when he's talking to the media, you know, puts on a little bit of a face, you know, a little bit of GM face. But then, like in that Cardinal flight plan, he's a scary dude oh, going through going through those killer. calls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's people that that can can do do it all, right? Like Monty yeah. Osford, like I, you're not going to see him at an open mic just crushing a crowd with his jokes. But uh, I, I think he can have a sense of humor when it is appropriate. But when he's when he's breaking down film, when he's talking about his roster, when he's he's making moves as far as the future of this franchise, he doesn't f around, and that's great. I'll take that. They have a very specific way they want to build this team, and they will not, you know, bend for anybody. And I'm going to tell you right now, Monty Austin Ford, the killer that we saw last April, we're going to see that guy, I believe, in March when it comes to free agency. I want it. I need it. Give it to me. Animal TV. Great question. I think they're ending up trading Buda Baker because it's that or an extension. He isn't playing on one-year contract. I think he does play on one-year contract. I think I, I would be surprised if he was extended. I think they're paying Jalen Thompson less money, who right now had a better season. I unless Buda wanted to like defer some of his money the next year, if he got an extension, I, I would expect it to be minimal. He's not going to get like a big three-year new deal. So mm-hmm. I think if he. I'll tell you this right now, Animal TV. If he at, if he holds out and he says, I want more money, I want to do X, Y, and Z, and if that trade demand happens again, I think it it would result in in his departure from the Cardinals. I think that they've built up collateral now and they have Jalen Thompson where they would just be like, okay, Buddha, we're going to move off of you. And that, that maybe that's not the popular thing. I think that that's the route they would take. I think he probably should monitor what's going to happen with an Antoine Winfield Jr. who's younger mm-hmm. than him, Kyle Duggar, uh, Cam Curl, who I think are going to be heavily sought after on, on the open market. And and then you see some of these guys already, like the Lions, the Pats, uh, a couple other teams that have parted ways with their safety. Like safeties are – it's not safe to be a safety on an NFL roster any longer. Like they seem to be – thirty right they seem to be just cap casualties left and right. So I think he's making a, a really, I mean, I, I'd be hard pressed to think that he's going to make more in the rest of his career than he stands to make next season. Why would he F with that? Um, they, they already exercised the option and they gave him a little bit of a bump. And I think he's bought into Jonathan Gannon and I, you know, Buda Baker, it would kill him to, to sit out. He understands that he's got to play football at a high level in order to, to cash in on potentially his second or almost second to last contract of his NFL career. Uh, I, yeah, totally agree with you. I don't think Buddha wants to leave. And I don't, I think Buddha knows like missed time last year. Derwin James could be cut. Derwin James, who's, you know, arguably in Buddha's class. I know he's been hurt and, and up and down, but like, like there, there might be multiple safeties that are just outright released this offseason. Like you don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to look at that situation? People in Vegas or uh, Los Angeles already speculate that because he makes too much money, he's not available. No. So I, 
think everybody would be wise, and I'm not going to tell Buddha what to do with this money. If he wants to hold out, he can hold out. I think everybody would be wise just to say, let's have a great season. We're not going to mess with your contract. We're going to pay you $18 million. You deserve it. Go and make the best safety tandem in football with Jalen Thompson, and let's get to yeah. the playoffs. And then if we want to talk about a legacy deal next offseason, we can do that. But if it's like – if they don't want to be in the business of making noise off the field this offseason. And I, I do believe – Austin Ford certainly feels much more comfortable in the role, and he has just more collateral. Yeah, like the Cardinals could go get a safety that would develop under Jonathan Gannon in the middle to late rounds, and they would be like, "Okay, there's 18 million dollars that we can use elsewhere." Monty Austin Ford, Jonathan Gannon, Buda Baker share the same agency. They're all athletes first. Uh, I guess clients represented just, by athletes. First. So yep. I just don't think that. With that being said, that they're going to have for a second consecutive offseason, that being part of the news cycle. I, I think that there's too, one, there's too much respect amongst those three for each other. There's the buy in from the player who they finally got Buddha, you know, in the building before training camp. And that there, he, he respects the hell out of how JG operates. And I think he wants to see this thing through. Now, is, is that, is that bad business on his behalf? I, I don't necessarily think so, but I, I also don't, there's gotta be a part to where you got to think about what your legacy is. And if you go for a second consecutive off season where you're, you're, you're requesting a trade, like it's like fool, fool me once versus fool me twice. I mean, I, I don't think the, there, there's no coming back from a second trade request, especially like it was the, I think the right move for Buddha last year, because the Cardinals were in the news for all the wrong reasons. They were, yeah in a position where they could be taken advantage of, and, and he got a little bit more money. The Cardinals have good vibes around the team right now. Kyler Murray's back and healthy, multiple first-round picks, bunch of noise in free agency, McBride breaks out, Michael Wilson's a good player. Like They've got a lot of good juju. I think Buda Baker would be going against the grain, and I don't expect him to do this, to come out and say, hey, give me more money, guys. And as people put like he was outplayed by Jalen Thompson last year. I don't think you can be the second-best safety on the team and you're already being paid as the number one guy for obviously for things that you've done in the past and say, give me even more than that. Mm -hmm. Like I don't expect Jalen Thompson to say, well, I'm making 13, give me 17. And Buddha's going to say, I need 18, give me 24. I think everybody's just going to say, we got two good safeties. They're, they're being paid over $30 million combined. And we're going to try to win a bunch of games this year. And then let's fit. Let's, if he's a free agent next off season and he plays great, he's going to get paid by somebody else. I, I think I think this is his last year in Arizona, though. I've been consistent with that. It should be unfortunate. I mean, but in the NFL, it's tough to spend an entire career with a team. But uh, you look at 2024, um, he's got a cap hit at 19 million. It's pretty big. Um, if 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 they get rid of him, there's no there's post. June first, there's there's no dead cap. Actually, there's just there's only what close to four million in dead cap pre June first release. You would save close to you would save over fifteen million bucks. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I, it'd be tough to find a trade partner too, or a trade return for a guy like Buda Baker. Where, like I said, Kevin uh, Baird went from Tennessee to to the Eagles for for peanuts. Like you don't the production you would get from Buddha, Buddha and the leadership qualities that he brings to the locker room and the roster is just not anything that 
you want to mess with just to flip it for a pick. You've got 13 they're, picks. They're trying to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. You want him on the team. You don't, they have enough money. It's not about money that he's being paid this year, in my opinion. And you and I have been consistent with that. Like, don't ask him to take a pay cut. You right. committed these, these, these dollars to him last year. Everybody just say, we're good. Like they were going to pay DJ Humphreys yeah. his money this year before he got hurt. They're paying James Conner because he earned it. Right. But future money, money that could prohibit them from signing some of their own drafted players. They don't want to mess with that. We're they're just don't touch any of the veterans this year that are under contract. Yeah. CG dollar 99 super chat. Thank you so much. The way it is just Justin Fields, just have him be anywhere, but new England. I'm paraphrasing. Of course, I, I don't think new England's a player for fields. Now that could come out of left field and they could trade their second rounder for him. But I, New England Patriots paying Justin Fields not only the money he'd have from his fifth year option, but extending him when you're trying to build a roster from scratch and he's got a very specific play style. And I don't know if that fits what Gerard Mayo and company want to do. I just that timeline feels askewed. And I would Justin Fields want to go to New England. I know he doesn't have a no trade clause. Yeah. Fields makes the most sense for a team like Atlanta that feels like. We're a quarterback away from at least getting a winning record and having some good vibes going. We've got a lot of other pieces. The Patriots have nothing. They have no good players offensively. Yeah, and the the offensive concepts that you know Van Pelt brings from from Cleveland to New England, and it's similar what they do in AZ, and it's similar to what they do in San Francisco. You got to be able to become a bit of a rhythm passer. Like you have mm-hmm. to find. And I don't think anybody views Justin Fields as that. Like, Justin Fields needs to go. Like, there was, as far as the infrastructure you need in place for Justin Fields and what you're going to have to pay him potentially at this stage, you know, he's at the crossroads of his fifth-year option and and then an extension beyond that. I just don't know if you you have the luxury of being the next team to figure out if you're the one that can unlock – Justin Fields. I just don't think that's the Patriots. Like you give him Marvin Harrison Jr. and then, then that's it. Like I know Ramondre Stevenson's a good running back, but you know your offensive line is still uh, needs to be worked on, and then you have no other playmakers at tight end or wide receiver. It would just be Marv. It would be Justin Fields, and it would be Ramondre Stevenson, and that's just not enough. So much good stuff left in the show. We've got some interesting insight from Benjamin Albright that uh, just came through the Twitter streets. I want to get to that. We're also going to get to your Fan Friday mocks that you guys have sent in, graded and ready to go. But how will we grade them? I'm telling you, Circle K, they get an A from me every time. I'm part of the inner circle. You should be, too. It's America's thirst stop. You know I'm stopping off at Circle K before we head to Indianapolis. They've got the free new membership program called the Inner Circle. I'm part of it. Bo, Damon Dog, and our guy Michael Wilson save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. Save three cents per gallon every single day. Plus, every six free selection on phenomenal Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, and more. The Inner Circle is where you want to be if you're part of PHNX Cardinals and if you just love cool shit, and on top of that, <laughs> cheap gas. That's what I'm about. Give me a Polar Pop and cheap gas. I'm ready to rock and roll. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for more details, Bo. Yeah, I was just looking at the app right here, all the deals that they have when you just deals go inside deals. Circle K. You got the buy two, get one free, uh, the Gatorade, uh, the hydrolites that they have there that uh, are good for hangovers from, I, yeah. I hear, 
Uh, also, you got I might the- need some of those. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a case. I'm going to load up, use this thing on uh, before our indie <laughs> trip. Uh, but yeah, it's unbelievable. Inner Circle member, proud Inner Circle member. Also proud uh, of our partnership with our friends over at OG's Brands, Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen. Our friend uh, Anthony Totry of PHNX Sun Devils is going to Waffle House tomorrow. He is a big fat loser in his fantasy football league. Oh, wow. That's tomorrow day for him. Okay. At Waffle House. And um, he's going to load up on some OGs. He's going to create, maybe get himself a hunger uh, for the waffles over there, shave off some of his time that he has to spend in a, in a booth at Waffle House. But it's not just for that. Like OGs has so many different ways to experience their gummies. It's tailor fit to the experience you're seeking out. Uh, check out their full product line at ogsbrands.com. They got the big OGs. They got the natural OGs. They got the sleep time gummies. They've got the, they got the fruits. They've got the creams. I mean, they got everything. They got you covered. They got the cannabis gummy uh, market covered. Check out all of what they have to offer, ogsbrands.com and at ogsbrands on social. you got to be 21 years or older. Find them in your local dispensary. Uh, okay. So I know we got the fan mocks, yeah. but uh, let's do what I think is a fun little mock with our guy, Benjamin Albright, as he's going back and forth with some folks on Twitter, like our friend K1 since day one, asking him the chances that Marvin Harrison Jr. is on the board at four. Albright, for our audio listeners, responds, Hi. And then there's a follow-up tweet. Somebody asking him, somebody called Chargers Ron, any chance Marvin is there at five for the Chargers? Highly doubt it. So to recap, highly <laughs> likely that he's there at the Cardinals at four, check, and uh, highly doubtful he's there for the Chargers at five, check, which means one thing and one thing only, he's a member of the Arizona Cardinals come draft weekend bowl and there was a meek mill that said i used to pray for times like this right i uh the football gods just said please please suddenly my act my proclamation doesn't we've look been too patient i'm not gonna good. i'm not gonna point to albright as the jinx johnny's venerable remains the marvin <laughs> jinx potentially but it, it, it it's the jersey it's very, very specific right you know it, it, the chances that he there for the cardinals at four high Chances he's not there at five for the Chargers. Unlikely. Sorry. Sorry, Matt Prater had to miss that field goal, Chargers. You were blowing your game against Kansas City. How dare you think you're going to steal him from us? Selfish. You got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Selfish. Yeah, you you took a first-round receiver last year. You blew it. It's on you. It's our turn now, baby. It's our turn. It's your turn. It's Fan Mock Friday. You sent in some of your favorites, or maybe not your favorites, mock drafts over the course of the week. We're grading them here. Damon Dog, get us started. How about Tony? Tony's Mock via the Pro Football Network, which is a uh, four-letter word here at PFF Cardinal or PHNX Cardinals, but we will allow it, Bo. That's right. We will. Uh, we, we won't allow any of the reports about Kyler Murray, but we will allow some of their mock draft simulator. What do you got, Damon? You were going to chime in. I was just going to say that we've been we've been loving making a lot of enemies recently oh. with our friends over at Pro Football Network. They're not our friends. And you know what? If I see any of them <laughs> next week, I'm going to tell them that to their face. that you're, Hey, you're not a friend of our show. And they're Are you going to honk their red nose? Yeah, they right. Gotta, watch out. Don't step on their, nice their clown, clown shoes, shoes. guys. <laughs> Why don't All you right. give us more scoops on Kyler Murray while you're also covering six other beats? Okay, this has been a this has been this is the outlier week because for the most part 
we've gone chalk. Uh, people have gone off of the great reporting of a Benjamin Albright and trusted that Marvin Harrison Jr. will be there. But there's been a lot of misdirection this week, and I think people have thought about and pivoted, and some of these mock draft simulators won't even let Marv fall into the lap of the Arizona Cardinals. And I would assume that's what happened with Tony here. And he goes with Big Joe Alt, fourth overall. And then uh, this is the stick-and-pick draft here. So he goes 27. He takes Kool-Aid McKinstry, who was at one point was the consensus top cornerback in this class, but has since kind of fallen out of favor. But he played some big-time downs in Alabama. Brian Thomas Jr. there at 35. There's where you get your playmaking wide receiver, Brian Thomas Jr. at 35 in the second round. Some beef with Devondre Sweat. More beef with Brandon Dorless from Oregon. And then you got Braylon Allen, 20-year-old running back out of Wisconsin. Sanders Trill, the cornerback from Michigan, six picks this season, including one in the national championship game. You got uh, Mahogany from Boston College, the guard. And then going, oh, man, even more beef from the SEC at LSU, Jordan Jefferson. So I want to start grading these, Johnny, on uh, we'll do it one through five monies. How many monies would you give us? Would you give it one, two, three, four, or the full, full money at five monies. Tony, my guy, I love you. Thank you for this support. I'm going to go two Montes on Whoa. this one. I it's I don't like Kool-Aid McKinstry at all. Um, I don't think he's going to be a fit for what they want to do. I like Joe Alton. I like Brian Thomas Jr., but I, I have real concerns about Kool-Aid. So I'm going to go two out of five. But I, I think in this draft specifically, Braylon Allen – Pick 90, that's that's really good value. I'll call that out for sure. Okay. But you hate Kool-Aid McKistry. I'm not a fan of his. I don't think the Cardinals are either. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of Kool-Aid either, but it this does check a lot of boxes, does it oh, not? Oh, yeah. It does. Tony maybe did I'm a great too job. hard on it. Maybe, maybe two and a half out of five. You can't two change your vote any longer. It's okay, I'm sorry. Then. I'm sorry, Tony. <laughs> He'll come back strong with another one next week. So two monies. I'll do. The, I'll give my monies uh, on the next one. Who who else do who do we have up here next? Cards update. Cards update dropped into our DMs, both Johnny and myself, and said if you guys want to check out a mock, why don't you check out mine? Oh he was uh, working the phones. He was the stone cold killer that Monty Austin Ford is. Worked uh, two deals here. One. After he, he got Marvin Harrison Jr. fourth overall, which is a big fat winner for me, uh, he traded up with Rondell Moore, the 27th overall pick, one of your third round picks, and a six rounder to the Colts to get up to 15 and take Olu Fashionu, who kind of dropped down the, the draft board, uh, and then traded uh, to get back into the second round. Oh, he traded down with the Giants from 35 to 39, got a future second no he got a current second so he got two twos in this one uh chop robinson he took 39th overall and then chris jenkins 47th overall and then got some beef to vandre sweat and then jarvis brownlee jr out of louisville in the fourth round i gotta say i think he was cooking with this draft i the efforts there for sure yeah the, I, the i'm gonna give it, value is not there <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give it four monies close yeah to i'll do the money. same Okay. Listen, if this if you ended up with these six players, worth I you know I may not sleep the night of Thursday night. I mean, it's just, <laughs> or Saturday night or wherever. It's it's a glorious mock draft. That being said, Rondell Moore and a third rounder and pick twenty seven is probably not helping you get into the teens. Yeah. Um, and then trading down a couple of picks, you're not probably netting two twos. But if anybody could be Monty Austin Ford, that's that's a four out of five for sure. I mean, just be the players alone. 
you know how we feel about the big defensive lineman from from Michigan. And then you're doubling up on a couple fan favorites for us. I like Alu Fashinu well enough. Like if if that is somehow your second pick after Marvin Harrison Jr., it's going to be the the greatest haul in the history of this franchise. And I love Joe Alton. He's OT number one for me. But I do feel like Olu Fashinu is a little bit underrated right now. Yeah. I hope he stays that way, Bo, to your point earlier. Was it you, it you don't think the greatest haul was what Calvin Pace and Bryant Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. Think the opposite of that, and that's what this this mock would be. That hall would be. Was that the right combo? Did I get that right? Yes, Brian Johnson. Yeah, that was the, 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 the duo. All right, over Terrell Suggs. Over Terrell Suggs. All right, let's look at. We've got one more here, and uh, this one was done while. Oh no, we've got a. Was this the one that we had while the person was watching? That was Tony's. Oh, that was Tony's. You just took our picture out of there. I did. Oh, okay. Tony was watching you the show. See, you wanted to see yourself on screen. Yeah, I just I thought that was funny that he included that in the screen cap. All right. So who whose uh, mock draft is is this? Jan. This is Jan's. Jan went the distance here. Full seven round mock draft. Traded uh, down with the Giants, and he also pulled off a trade. Um, looks like he traded down once again from the Giants' six pick all the way down to twenty two. So he's he's punting on the ability to, to pick anybody in the top 10 or in the top 20 for that matter. Takes Jerzon Newton, definitely fills the need, but Johnny Newton. Did you know he goes by the Johnny Johnny? I did. I'm disappointed he's not going to be healthy to participate in the combine. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not working out. Probably will interview. So he takes Jerzon 22, takes Tyler Guyton 27, and then takes Zach Frazier, the talented center out of West Virginia. Darius Robinson, the senior bowl standout at 39th overall, you know, I just, I don't see the value in trading down twice. And like, I know you're setting yourself up for future success with draft capital, but there should be a prospect that you view worthy of taking in those spots. I just don't see, especially with the Philly trade down. Um, So Jan, I'm just, I'm not feeling this that much. Yeah, there's no future ones involved, too. And, like, mm-hmm. if I'm dropping out of the top 10, under no circumstances am I doing it for anything less than multiple ones. Yeah. Um, and as much as I like, listen, you're hitting all the right buttons with these prospects. Newton, Guyton, Robinson, Jenkins, Haynes. I mean, it's it's a who's who of prospects. I think you could get that plus more, though. I think you get these guys plus a future one plus something else. Anytime you're in a quarterback-rich draft, and you're dealing out like the giant, like the Giants pick. I think that's realistic. If you wanted to go from four to six, I'm going to need at least your second rounder this year and probably a second next year. But let, hell, let's do that. If if Marvin Harrison Jr. is not there, then you stop. Then you take Joe Alt or Alu Fashion or Malik Neighbors or whomever you decide to take, and then you cook with gas with two two additional twos, and then maybe you trade up from 27. But you have to have to get a blue chip player in the top 10. And the yeah. only way you don't do that is if you trade out of the top 10 and you bankrupt another franchise, you yeah. go to the Denver Broncos and say, Sean Payton, I need three ones and Patrick Sertain. And if he's not willing to do that, you hang up the phone. Yeah. That's what, and, because that's what the expectation is with this draft class. Especially if Howie Roseman's calling he's like, Hey, I'd like to get up from 22 to six and Monty Austin yeah. Ford's, Oh yeah. Do you also want to uh, snitch on us for a phone call that we, we, sent Jonathan Gannon's way to see if he was interested. Yeah. I want to cry the entire time 
and then uh, maybe we'll throw a secure another security guard and keep give us three ones and Devonte Smith, and then we can have a keep conversation. Your head coach in check again, so you don't have a, your another issue of Big Dom big lays Dom. his hands on another Dom player. Trade. No, no, we don't. Then you got to add a couple other future first. I I don't want to be too harsh here. In, in to you know, I'll say this: the 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 worst mock draft of the week was was by me. So I'll say it which, wasn't by you. Yeah, what? we know who had the worst mock draft of the week. Well, yeah, that's true, but. I had the worst one on this show. And then I think I, I'm giving Jan just a one Monty. I'll give him two because you know what? At the end sweet of the day, I am a sweet man. I'm a sweetie. Uh, <laughs> I, a, lot, a lot of needs are checked, uh, but we're giving everybody five, five Monty's for sending in your submissions. Again, we're going to do this next week at the combine. And uh, I, I don't know. I feel like we've taken a break as a collective unit from doing MHJ fourth overall because, frankly, it hasn't been available in the PFF mock simulator. Hopefully, this is the last break we take, and it just becomes very much just like, yeah, we're checking a box here. It's a it's a mandate. It, yeah. It's a mandate if you do a mock draft that Marvin is there at four and you draft him at four. And that might not make for, for good mock draft content, but it's, it's the way of the Redbirds. That's what I want this to be. <laughs> Predetermined, like yeah. pro wrestling. That's you know what, what I want. college you're going to. Now That's just right. start getting, you know, find out who your roommate is, connect with them, see if you you vibe. It, it doesn't have to be this just uh, this this cloak, this smoke screen, these murky waters. Let's just let's just live in harmony together and start it now. I feel great about Marvin being in Arizona. I feel great about everything we got going on at gophnx.com. I'm loaded, dripping, if you will, as the kids would say, in PHNX locker gear. <laughs> Check out the Bird Gang tee right now. You can pick up for free by becoming a member at gophnx.com. Get your mind out of the gutter. Pick up a free hat. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. You become a diehard at gophnx.com. Mm-hmm. free piece, piece of merch on the flipping house get it for free ships yeah. to your home for free on top of that next week an inside in-depth look vlog style behind the scenes gritty shit on the phnx cardinals <laughs> discord no it's a appro- it's appropriate sometimes it might be like tv 14 but if you want the inside look at what these hooligans are going to be doing what stays what happens in the discord stays in the discord phnx cardinals you can only have access to it if you become a diehard right now, go phnx.com. Take a screen capture, send it to us on Twitter. Instant retweet, instant love from your boys. We love being a part of this diehard community. You will too, I promise you. Right. Go phnx.com, sign up today. It is worth it exponentially. There's tons of additional features and uh, stuff you get that I haven't even mentioned, but in the right. short term, free gear, free access. You will not want to miss it. Becoming a diehard is bussing. It absolutely is. No cap. <laughs> No cap at all. <laughs> I hate this show. I, I really hate this. <laughs> he David has changed a different color of red. Just listening to us. Just Damon, are we cool? So cool, man. <laughs> well, I'll just go out with Damon's uh, cool college friends and just get these old guys out of yeah, here. Get these, get these big grandpas out of here. These geezers. Uh, whether you're a geezer or whether you're young, hip, 
guy like Damon, uh, you're going to love prize picks. Prize picks, it's unbelievable. You can get mm-hmm. in prize picks, PHNX for your first deposit. You'll get that matched. It's unreal. Uh, and the great thing about prize picks, Johnny, is you're not competing against hundreds, thousands of people for money. Yes. You're going mono and mono. Sometimes you can go from like two to six players in a stat combo with projections to watch all those winnings just roll in. Uh, really, there's not much to it. You can go um, more or less. You got community plays now. You got promo tabs. You can have, view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Pits community each week, or you can just focus on getting what you want to do, and that's win money, win prizes. Prize Picks even offers injury insurance. And the more or less thing, like you can go four out of five and be a big fat winner. You don't have to go five for five. What Prize Picks does, it's geared up towards you winning and winning big with prize picks. It's really simple to play. Uh, you don't you, For the skills you need, you can turn $10 into $1,000 in just a few taps of the app. So go right now. Go find it for yourself. Go to prizepicks.com slash PHNX. Use that code PHNX for first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash PHNX. Use the code PHNX to get up to $100 matched in your first deposit. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Michael Dumpson, super sticker on a Friday, $1.99. Thank you so much, my guy. Uh, my goodness, what a week we've had here on PHNX Cardinals. Like this video, this time next week, we're going to be talking to Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll have already talked to John and the Gannon and Monty Austin Ford and company. It is going to be the most unbelievable yeah. week of coverage you have seen Marv! here in the desert. Marv, Marv! <laughs> There are some, let me make yeah. this abundantly clear. I'm going to get uh-huh. real close to the screen, real close to the <laughs> microphone here. There are other outlets in this market and some faux outlets that are telling you you're going to get the best coverage from X, Y, and Z. You know damn well that's not true. We are sending a caravan to Indianapolis to give you, the fans, the <laughs> best inside look at what the Arizona Cardinals, what everything is going down at the NFL Combine up close and personal, what you want, you get only from this show, PHNX Cardinals, nobody else. I love that. You just get in the face of the viewer. That's what they ask for. They want somebody to lecture them on where they're going to get the most uh, and best coverage. They can but handle it. I think it was, you were, you drove the home, the the point home. I really appreciate that. Uh, Michael Dumson, he forgot to type his message, but uh, if Marv is gone, would you guys rather have Joel Troy Franklin or Brian Thomas or Malik Neighbors, Guyton and Jordan Morgan? Great question. Great question. Uh, man, I uh, <laughs> today, today I would this go. This is Joel what Johnny Venerable would want, right? Yes, this is not what I don't think the Cardinals. I'll go Joel and Troy Franklin. I. I personally, I personally, Guyton's good though, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I have a tough time getting away from neighbors. Okay, that's Guyton. the better answer. But Guyton, I, I don't know if Guyton's going to be there at twenty-seven. Um, so like realist, like you really get like your tackle of the future, and you lock them in, and then you just kind of gamble on which wide receivers there. I probably do that just because I don't. That's think, the better value. Yeah. Well, are you, are you trading down, and then you get Joe Alt? Maybe that's the case. I would be disappointed if they took anybody at four that's not named Marvin Harrison Jr. But if if I had, you're right. It's neighbors and Guyton right now today. I like Joel more than a lot of people, though. And I don't think Troy Franklin's going to be there at 27. 
when he measures out next week and looks the way he we think he's going to look, I think he'll be available. But I mean, yeah, I mean, good, there's good gonna, choices to have. Yeah, there's going to be you know Brian Thomas Jr. probably in front of him a little bit, right? But what other wide receivers are sneaking up ahead of Troy Franklin in the draft? Because once you get past one, two, three, in any particular order, well, I mean Marv, and then whoever goes neighbors and Dunze, it's like there's not going to be a dry spell, a consistent dry spell no, from somebody's taking him. Yeah, like somebody like the Colts in mm-hmm. the middle of the first round, or the New Orleans Saints. It's you. The you eat when they eat. What is the saying? When getting's good. good. You, getting's yeah, good. that's yeah. what's that's whatever the saying is. You can't just assume that somebody's going to be around. So great question. Mm-hmm. Drop a like on this video. Are we going live Sunday night or are you doing a show solo on Monday? What's the plan? I don't know if we've decided that, but okay. we'll, we make sure you're following at PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever your preferred social media is. We'll, we'll let you know. And uh, we might be going live Sunday night. Because Monday we will be traveling to Indianapolis, but uh, there will be some sort of show in its place. So there's that. Just don't know what it is right now. It's a secret. Here's not, here's what's not a secret. <laughs> Subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube. Uh, buckle up, friends. We've said this a lot. We've gotten through the grace period, the slow portion of the offseason. Arizona Cardinals 2024. We're ready to rock and roll. And PHNX Cardinals is here to get you there. For Damon Dog, Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. We will see you at the NFL Combine. Peace!